Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode. So in this episode, I'm basically just going to be talking off the top of my head. I don't have a topic. I don't have a news article. I don't have anything that I'm going to be talking about. Um, but I just wanted to kind of like touch base and and check back in with all my listeners and, um, you know, just give a, you know, feedback of where I'm at. Um, so this is, uh, this is, uh, the end of the decade. It's the end of the 2010s. We're going into the twenties. Um, the roaring twenties as they were referred to in 1920s. Um, and I'm excited. I, 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 I love a new year. I always, um, feel like it's going to be my best. I'm always optimistic. Um, and I just go into it with um, the belief that something greater is coming. And I think that I think that that's how I've always lived is that I will always progress and be something better than I was the year prior. Um, some years progress is not as visible. And then other years like this one, progress is very visible. I mean, 2019 was a very good year for me. Um, it was, it was a life changing year, I would say. Um, you know, started off with my newborn child being brought into this world. And when I say that was stressful, that was stressful. I mean, that was a lot of tears shed, not necessarily the right emotions, uh, expressed. I wish I would have been um, a little bit more level-headed and and less emotional. I, I think my emotions definitely got the better of me during um, my child's birth. Um, but all you can do really is is keep pushing forward and keep doing the right thing and and reassuring the people that you love that you love them and you you know you just you understand your faults, your past, and you know your future. Um, my fiance and I talk about our second child all the time. And, you know, we're, (laughs) we're kind of like, um, math mathematicians with it. Like, okay, what year do we want to attempt our second child? Like, um, what age gap do we want? You know, when do we want the child to be born? And it's all kind of silly because, it's not like we have all that control, but, um, from what we know with our first child, um, we're pretty good at it (laughs) because we weren't even trying. Um, and she was on birth control. So that, that's, um, that shows how potent I am. I am, I'm like a, I'm like a superhero. Um, when it comes to that, I mean, my dad produced, um, nine kids, so he's, definitely where I get it from. Um, but yeah, so we talk about the second child and we talk about the second birth and, and I just know that I'm going to go into it with such a calmer demeanor. I know I'm going to go into it with just a sense of ease and, and, you know, I may even have a beer with me or something, you know, like I may just have a cocktail, like just really take it easy. Um, because child birth is, is unknown. You have no idea what's going to happen. And I think TV shows and movies like to paint it as this like simple, uh, 
rosy, perfect, it's a boy. It's never a girl. It's always a boy, right? TV shows, movies. Um, and uh, that's because a lot of men write for those, <laughs> whatever. Um, but anyways, so yeah, I'm... Um, I'm looking forward to the future. I'm, I'm, you know, we're planning our wedding, um, that, that hopefully will come towards the end of October, early September of 2020. Um, we have a venue picked out. I will definitely do a podcast, uh, about the venue, um, in the future because it, it deserves its own, uh, 20 minutes, um, or more, but yeah, so 2020 is, is, is a year of, you know, it's a year of, of growth. It's a year of, um, you know, a new beginning, a new decade. I, um, you know, 2001 came with a bang. I mean, you know, with the twin towers falling, like that was, you know, I remember I was a freshman in high school when that happened and I was walking to, class. I was going to first period. Um, and some kids ran up and were like, Oh my God, do you hear what happened? And we're like, no, they're like a plane hit the world trade center or two planes. I don't know if they said one or two, but they said a plane hit the world trade center. And I think they said we're, we're under attack. If I'm not mistaken, that's what the, what I remember them saying. Um, and so that was, you know, that was that 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 kind of set off the the um the the twenty tens. Um yeah. Did I say that right? Hold on. Am I getting I think I just I think I just uh got my uh decades mixed up. The twenty tens and then the the teens. Oh, 2010, 2011, 12. Am I getting, hold on. I think I, my brain, okay. It's 9, 10 a.m. Just put the boy down for a nap. My brain is not firing on all cylinders. Um, let me think about this real quick. Twenty From 20, from 2000 to 2010, that was a decade. Then from 2010 to 2020, that's another decade. Okay. So what do we call this past decade? Not the teens. Oh, that's interesting. I never even thought about that. Okay, so 2010 was the start of the last decade. Okay, now now I'm thinking, okay. So 2010, what happened to 2010? Okay, I got myself a Google TV. Yeah, that's how I started the last decade with a Google TV. I was super into tech, super into Android, super nerdy. Um, and just read all of the forums. I was on Android Central. I was on The Verge. Um, I was on Google TV uh, Central or whatever that was. Um, just that was back when updates for phones and TVs and computers were like big deal. Like people were like super into the updates. Oh, what are we going to get next? What are we going to get next? Everybody was just at least in, in the world I created for myself. Um, yeah. So I spent, I spent 2010 to 20, 
18 at my father's house at the time. And um, super, super into tech. And then I kind of got out of tech as I got busy with work. Um, and I think that as I got busy with work, we all kind of started to shift from from tech being like um, a, a, a talked about thing, a nerdy thing to tech being like something people didn't talk about. You know, it was, oh, this is the iPhone 10, not this iPhone has X amount of RAM or X amount of processing speed or, um, you know, whatever. It just became, oh, this is the iPhone 10 that's fast. Um, and I think that's because when you have a device that everyone, everyone is using, everyone uses a smartphone, even kids, um, when you're, <clears throat> when your market changes from like super, super nerds, you know, to everyone, you have to also shift your reviews. You have to shift the way you talk. And I think that was like the kind of the end of the geek talk in the beginning of the pop culture. Everyone has these devices. Everyone's talking about these devices, but they're all talking about them in ways that the mass population can understand. Um, and then also towards the end of the decade, the device became like a 24 seven device. It was no longer like a leisure device or a fun device. It was an everything device. Like I use it to go to sleep with my white noise. And for a while I was tracking my sleep, um, by putting it next to my pillow to track the movement. So I was tracking my sleep. I was using white noise, um, alarm clock, you wake up, you know, I use it now to, um, control my entire house. Um, I use it <clears throat> obviously for work with Lyft and then I use it for UPS to get my emails. And then I take the email and I put the, you know, navigation in and, and navigate. So that's how I make money is off of my smartphone basically. Um, and then you communicate with it and it's basically like a human, it's like a human device. I think, I think Elon Musk said that it, it is the beginning of humans becoming cyborgs, if I'm not mistaken. He definitely said that in the last decade, something like that. Um, so yeah, when I look to the, when I look to the future, when I look to 2020, I I'm just so positive, so pumped. Um, you know, I truly believe like your mindset and your words, you know, really create <clears throat> a very powerful, um, a very powerful, um, you know, it, it almost opens doors for you. If you have the right words, you have the right mindset, you can place yourself in, in the location and the room and the, and the whatever that you want you know, you can get there. And it starts with just a positive outlook. Um, but yeah, so 2020 is literally within less than a day from where I am now. It's, it's December 31st, which is actually my, <clears throat> my father's birthday. And um, 
he is turning 77 or 78. I'm I'm gonna say 77. Um and uh I'm 32 now, and for I kid you not, for 30 some odd years, he had been completely shafted of a <clears throat> legit birthday because of the new year. Everyone is focused on, you know, their celebration and dad would always get, you know, maybe a, a, a cobbled together birthday or whatever, you know. And so these last, well, last year, I think I might have, yeah, I guess it was just last year. Last year was the first year that I took it upon myself because I have my own place now to host his birthday. And then also it's a little bit of the new year, but not much. Um, and so this year, I, you know, I'm, I'm really pushing that everyone that comes brings something so that he has something to open. And I got his favorite carrot cake and um, ice cream. And I got him an awesome gift that I think he's going to really enjoy. And um, so I'm, I'm really trying to focus each year on him. And, you know, he's he, he's got probably a decent amount of life left in him, but you know, it's kind of like, okay, let's make the most out of it while we still have him here. Um, whether that's physically or mentally here, you know? <clears throat> um, so yeah, so, you know, his birthday will, will happen tonight and then I'll go off and drive for Lyft. Um, until the the wee morning, probably five a.m. I would imagine I'd be back, um, because that's really when it slows down. And and when when Lyft driving or Uber driving slows down, that's usually when you're like, okay, what am I doing out here? Like I should be home sleeping. Like it's one of those things where if it's not busy, it's very very hard to stay out. You're like, I don't get it, you know, but you need the money. So you stay and you do what you can to, to maintain sanity while you're out driving, you know, six, eight, 12 hours at a time. Um, but man, I'm just ugh, crossing my fingers that I have zero pukes tonight. I just, I'm going to knock on some wood. Oh, I, I just can't, I can't do it anymore. You know, I've had two in the last month. Yeah, that's right. That is funny. Okay, so in this decade, that's funny. Okay, in this decade, I picked up 10,000 people for Uber in the two years roughly that I drove. And now I've picked up 8,000 people for Lyft. So 18,000 people, and I've had 10 people puke outside of my car, and I've had three people, um, puke in my car slash outside my car. One guy had a bag that his wife brought with her a grocery bag and he was exploding vomit into it as we were driving 80 miles an hour on 70 going East. And yeah, that was, uh, that, that was a bizarre, bizarre ride. So, 
that's pretty good odds though, right? 18,000 people. And that's just the, that's the paid rider. That's not even the passengers with them. You know, the average pickup is one person, but I would say that the, the, the second would be, uh, two or three people. Um, it's almost more common to have three than it is to have two. Um, and then of course you get four and five. Yeah. Do the math. Five people, four seater. Yeah. People like to cram into cars and they think that, um, drivers are 100% cool with it, which I'm 90% not okay with it. (laughs) 10% of the time I'm like, whatever, let's go. Let's do this. I'm going to drive fast. (laughs) Um, so that's pretty good odds. If I, if I keep driving, you know, for another decade, assuming that self-driving cars don't wipe us out of business, which of course they will, or that the people will rebel and say, no, we want a human in, in the car. Then we'll become like, um, bartenders or something <laughs> where we just sit in the front seat and serve them alcohol. <laughs> oh man. I'm definitely optimistic about the future of human transportation. I think that whatever we do, it's going to ultimately be faster and better than where we're at now, because that's how we've been progressing. I think that we have progressed the automobile to the, to the point where we are ready for something faster. I think that the automobile is, is at its peak and we're kind of just maintaining the standard in a sense. Like, I don't think that we're going to have human drivers behind the wheel of a, of a automobile going 150 miles an hour instead of, you know, 70, like you go on 65 or interstate 70 well, mainly it's interstate 70. The speed limit is 70 miles an hour in most places. So I do not believe that in my lifetime, which I'll live a very long life, I don't believe that in my lifetime I'll see a speed limit sign for human drivers that's 150 miles an hour. I, I just don't, I don't, I, I don't know. There's just something about going over 100 miles an hour um, that seems, and I could be, I could be just like the guy who is saying 55 miles an hour is the fastest that a human driver will ever go. I'm sure someone said that back in the day when, you know, 55 was the max that cars could go. I don't know if anyone listening knew that, but there was a point where an automobile, I remember we had a van and the max speed was 55 miles an hour. If I'm not mistaken, I could look that up, but I'm not going to. Um, I'm almost positive that's what it is. I think it was an 80s van, um, 55 miles an hour. And I think there was even a song called uh, Feeling Alive, Going 55, something like that. I don't know. Um, But anyways, so I could be completely wrong. I could be 
just like the guys from the past saying, you know, we've hit our peak and there's no higher, but there always is a higher. Um, and maybe we'll be going 150 on Interstate 70 because we're not actually controlling the vehicle. We're just monitoring the vehicle. Um, I could see that happening. But the problem with monitoring a vehicle, meaning you're not steering, accelerating, or doing anything like that, if you do that for a long enough time, let's say you're on 70, you're going west from the east coast, and your your vehicle gets 300 plus miles uh, to the charge, then you're spending hours not potentially not controlling that automobile. So by the time you are ready to control it again, it's as if you just got in the vehicle. And anyone who knows, anyone who's ever just gotten in a vehicle after you know a certain amount of time, you're not like firing on all cylinders. Like to get yourself onto the interstate, you have to do work by driving many different speeds and turning and braking and doing all this legwork to get onto the interstate. And then you get on the interstate and then you don't drive basically for hours. And then your, your task is to then drive again. Like let's say you get off the interstate and it's like insane traffic. You're going from a state of not driving to driving. And as a person who drives for a living, I know the value of um, driving consistently. Like when you drive consistently um, day in and day out, you know, eight to 12 hours at a time, eight to 16 hours at a time, your brain starts to process driving faster and more efficient. And I, I have found personally that when I'm driving consistently, I'm able to perform at higher speeds with greater accuracy. So my my fear of crashing or my fear of whatever and my my ability to maneuver in, in microseconds is is there. But if I don't drive like that for even just a couple days, then I come back feeling a little rusty. Um, and I could imagine if you're only doing half the driving, then you're always going to be rusty. That's my theory. So, so I don't know, right? I think that humans monitoring and doing half the driving may create, um, at least until the cars go fully autonomous may create some, some pretty crappy drivers. I mean, I don't know. I always see the Tesla videos of the people, you know, fucking with the Teslas. There's work. This is Lucas. Hello? Hey. Ooh, I can't do that one. I'm sorry. Nope. Right. Speaking of driving, that's a 
that's a driving job that I turned down. They wanted me to go to Westfield, Indiana. So that would have been like mm, 30 bucks. Not worth it. Let me tell you what it would take to get me to Westfield. I would have to either take a shower or I would have to, you know, put on a beanie or mess with my hair, fix my beard, you know, whatever. Uh, deodorant, get dressed. Not that I'm naked now. I'm just in pajamas. Um, I would have to wake my child up from his nap, which he just went down like 20 minutes ago. Um, I would then have to change his diaper, get him dressed, um, get the base, put in my car, start the car, warm the car, um, put the car seat in the car, baby in the car seat, um, one bottle cause it's only an hour. It'll only be like an hour and a half, eh, maybe an hour and 10 minutes round trip. Um, get anywhere from four to 10 toys, which I will put, I would put in the front seat, get myself a water bottle, sparkling water. Um, and I guess I wouldn't need any snacks because I am not going to break fast until noon. So I probably would be back before noon. Um, so I, I just, I cannot accept those drives unless I'm like either, already in the car with my, with my kid and doing something, then I would have been able to say, yeah, sure. I can do that because then it'd just be an easy transition straight over to the warehouse, pick up the package and go up to Westfield, Indiana. So, so as much as I want to take that job, I can't do it <laughs> because I love, I love UPS and I love, you know, when I can provide a service um, that is needed. And these calls are not, they're not fluff jobs. Like these are technicians or companies that are like in need of a part. And so I, I don't take it lightly when I say no. Um, and when I first started driving for UPS three years ago as an independent contract driver, I would take every job. <laughs> I mean, every job, like to the point where it would start to drive me nuts because um, the way it works is if you take a job, the guy in line below you may get a better job. So if you're getting a $30 job, he may be getting a $130 job. And you may not see the $130 job for quite a while. So um, plus I love long drives. To me, that is... Um, that's when I get to think. That's when I can do podcasts. That's when I listen to podcasts. That's when I can like go really deep into into artists, uh, music artists. And and um, lately, I've been just going through Spotify and just re re um, re. Uh, I can't even think of a word. <laughs> Reconnecting is the word with old artists that I used to listen to and. And uh, finding new artists, you know, like Juice World, um, and just you know falling in love with music again, you know, is amazing when you have four hours to listen to music. I mean, um, and my my kid is he's really good in the car, surprisingly good. I'm thankful that he's good. You know, I've put in a lot of work though. I've 
learn little tricks of how to maintain a child in a car for six hours. Um, and to most people that would sound insane, but for me and him, it works. Um, so yeah, so, oh, we got a new decade coming up. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, and you know, I really wanted in this podcast uh, episode, I really wanted to wish you guys a happy new year. And I wanted to say that I believe that everyone has the potential to do something amazing. I think that you guys listening, you're, you're going to have an amazing new decade. Things are going to happen quicker than you think. Um, like I always thought, oh, there's no way I'm going to be able to move out of my parents' house. There's no way I'm going to um, find a steady girlfriend, let alone a fiance. There's no way I'm going to have a kid. I was convinced of all of these things. And just just in the right timing, it all came to fruition. Oh, I've never said that word out loud. Fruition. I feel like a, like a, like a pastor, um, but I'm not. Um, I'm just a, I'm just an average guy. Um, but yeah, so I want, I want to just, just wish you guys all the best in the next decade and just want to say happy fucking new year. Like, let's do this. Let's all do this. Let's get ourselves out of the funk that we're in into a better light. Let's just thrive. We need to leave behind the, oh, I'm just getting by. And we need to move into, I'm going to thrive. Thriving. Okay, just cut off. I did my half an hour. But yeah, so thriving is where it's at. I, I just, I just want your, I want you to understand, you know, that you have so much more potential than you could ever even imagine. Like, there's so much potential in in every human. Every human has potential, and we just have to get out of the mindset of I'm just going to do what I can do, and that's it. And we need to get into the mindset of I can do so much more. Let's all do so much more. All right. That's the end of this episode. Once again, I thank you so much for lending me your ears, and I will catch you in the next one. Bye-bye. This is an ad for Meaning of Lucas. Meaning of Lucas is a podcast that you are obviously listening to. And I, Lucas, would thank you so much if you supported me in any way. Um, you can go to Patreon and support me. Uh, there's a link on my page. Um, or you could also go to Anchor and support me there. Um, any amount would help, um, whether it's a monthly or yearly or just a single donation, that would be absolutely amazing. Um, I'm just trying to increase my my quality and, and make my episodes better so that you guys get better. <laughs> so, yeah, it would be amazing if you guys, you know, supported me in any way. So that's it. That's my ad. Um, I thank you so much once again like always for for listening lending me your ears and i love you guys